and uh, it's so exciting to watch them uh, sing. I don't know if you heard them or not, singing some of those songs. I, I love it. Um, it does my heart good to hear young people sing songs, worshiping God. And uh, it's a blessing to see them with a the hymnal. Even if they can't read, they're still over there with their hymnal in the hand singing. So it's a blessing. Acts chapter number eight. Um, Acts chapter number seven ends with the death of Stephen. We talked a little bit about that last week. And uh, so the death of Stephen has taken place. Um, He was just a normal average guy. And they took him and they stoned him. It was when I say an average guy, he was just a church member, and I don't take that lightly either. Okay, every one of you are important to this preacher, and are important to this church. Um, the Bible talks about the body of Christ, and uh, without every piece being whole, uh, you can't function like you need to. And uh, any of you have ever had problems with uh, your body? A uh, foot not working right, a finger not working right, ever jammed a finger or toe, and it hurts, and your whole body hurts. If you've ever hurt your shoulder, your whole shoulder hurts or whatever it is. If you have an ailment, you know, your whole body is affected. Every church member is important. Stephen was a church member of the church in Jerusalem and he was elected to be a deacon to serve. And he was a special man, a godly man, and had to meet qualifications to be that. And, and the deacon in of itself, there are qualifications to be a deacon. Not just anybody can be a deacon. And we'll just move forward. But with that being said, Acts chapter number 7, he was a church member who preached the gospel. They didn't like it. So they drug him outside of town and they killed him for believing and preaching in Jesus. And in our ideas, man, that's brutal, that's tough. And honestly, it's hard for me to imagine that taking place, to be honest with you, because if we've received some religious persecution, man, it's been, it's been minute. It's maybe been someone didn't like how you prayed or someone didn't like that you had a Bible or whatever it is. But ultimately, if you've received religious persecution, it's been very little. There's no one taking you out of your house in handcuffs and dragging you down to the town square and killing you because you believe in Jesus, not where I've been from. You know, there are still countries in this world today that that takes place. But I want you to think about in your mind, let's just pretend for a moment one of our church members was just taken outside and stoned for believing in Jesus. What would that do to you? One, I I feel like just, just from personal opinion, I feel like there would be a little bit of a fear that would spread through the church. Because the fear of believing in the Bible, the fear of believing in the truth would cause me to die. But I want you to think, and I want you to see here in Acts chapter number eight, and let's read the first four verses together. And Saul was consenting unto his death. He, he just killed him. And verse number, <coughs> which was the verse we used last week, verse number 58 of chapter seven, and they laid the clothes 
I had a young man's feet whose name was Saul. Verse eight, chapter, chapter eight, verse one, Saul has got his clothes. He's done away with them and he's going after, after he's dead. Watch this in verse number one. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. They were mourning his loss. And as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women committed to them to prison. Therefore, they were scattered abroad when everyone was the next few words say, read the last three words with me of verse number four, preaching the word. Isn't it interesting to you? It is interesting to me, but that's part of the message. I won't get into that, but that's what they did. They went and preached the word. Like I said, realistically, if we would be honest with ourselves, it would cause fear if that took place in America. Uh, you know, after Harvey, one of the weirdest things I remember um, being, and I had never been in hurricane before. I'd never experienced stuff like that before in my life. Uh, you know, I've seen natural disasters. We've seen tornadoes. Uh, been involved with that kind of stuff. And, but never to the devastation in which I saw with Harvey, how many people flooded and lost their homes. And I know some of even, some of you in this church were affected at that time. And, uh, and so I remember seeing, I remember one of the, one of the eeriest feelings uh, was we were driving down 365 and everything was shut down. And all of a sudden I see army trucks and tankers rolling down 365. And in my mind, I'm like, this is uh, end of the world stuff, you know. I mean, that's what, that's what I think. Like the eerie feeling of what was taking place at that time. And our government stepped up huge and they helped. And it was great that they come in and helped restable our area and get everybody back in their homes. And what a great government that the Lord has allowed us to have, to have the freedoms in which we have. And it didn't come... Uh, that came because of great sacrifice that was given by men and women who served our country. But anyways, I know that you're saying you're taking a long way around here, but can you imagine the eerie feeling? I remember how eerie it was feeling that, but can you imagine what was taking place in Stephen's time, Peter's time? This is, we're talking about the apostles, we're talking about the apostles who followed Jesus. They had watched their fellow Christian get murdered. And the Bible says that they scattered abroad except for the apostles. Every one of them began to go to Judea and Samaria, uh, and they began to go out. They spread out. But in the very next verse, in verse number three, in verse number three, the Bible says, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church. He went to the church directory and found every church member and their address and went and beat on their door. Went into their houses locked them up in chains and hauled them off to jail. That's exactly what he did. Can you imagine what is going through your mind as this is taking place that Christians all around you are getting locked up for believing in Jesus? 
My mind doesn't fathom that. I can't imagine that taking place, but it did. And like I said, there are still places that is it against the law for there to be a Bible. But going into homes, locking people up for believing in this Bible. Every one of us more than likely have a Bible at home and you probably have five or six in another stack and a one on your phone and one over here and one over there. I mean, you've got a stack of Bibles. Government comes into your home, locks you up and for believing in Jesus. He was causing havoc. But do you know what they wanted to do? You go back to the previous chapters where we've discussed this in, as we've preached through the book of Acts. They wanted to shut the gospel down. They wanted to make sure that that never got out. Do you know that you're in church today because these men and women did what they did after the death of Stephen. Because if persecution came today, and if they began to do that today, I'm afraid that many people would run and hide. I believe many people would shut their mouths and burn their Bibles and get rid of them because they were afraid of going to jail. But do you know what the Christians did at that point? Number one is they scattered abroad. Have you ever ran face to face with a mouse? Huh? Can I get a witness? Anybody know that? How many of you ran the other way? You did. Yeah, I know you did. Because when you see something like that, man, you scatter. I ain't sticking around to touch that mouse. Look, maybe some of you like that, and that's whatever you want to do, you weirdo. But anyways, uh, uh, I'm just kidding. But truly, if you see something like that, it makes you want to scatter. You see a bear coming at you. I'm not sticking around to check, check the details, see if the bear's nice, make sure I pet him good. Look, I, I'm not sticking around. I'm running the other way. And so when they begin to go house to house and begin to lock them up, they begin to scatter abroad. And they went and they went to Judea and they went to Samaria and they went to other countries and other, other states of Israel and got out of where they were living and other cities. Do you know why? Because they were ex- trying to escape these, the death sentence or the prison sentence that Saul was bringing. They scattered abroad. And I feel like that's probably what would take place today if they began to lock Christians up as we'd begin to scatter. But I want you to think about this for just a moment. They didn't scatter for fear. They didn't scatter because they were afraid. How do you know that, Brother Trenton? How do you know they did not scatter because they were afraid? Look in verse number four. The Bible says, therefore they scattered abroad and went preaching and everywhere preaching the word. How do you know they weren't afraid? How do you know they scattered because they weren't afraid? Because if they were afraid, they would have went to their cousin's house, their friend's house, their neighbor's house, 
their long lost relative they haven't spoken to in years, had them hide them out in their in their uh, in their basement and hid there the rest of their life. That's what they would have done if they were scared. They would have found somebody to hide them out to make sure that they weren't going to prison. But that's not what they did. They went and they left their homes and they left their, their families, some of them, and they went down the road to preach the word of God. That's right. That's why they scattered abroad. That, there may have been a little bit of fear involved, but ultimately they went down the road to preach the gospel. And look, and look back with me, if you will, turn back a couple pages to Acts chapter 1. <coughs> if you remember with me, Jesus at this time in Acts chapter 1, Jesus is getting ready to leave earth. And he gives his disciples a command. In verse number 8, the Bible says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto you, unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. What were they doing here in Acts chapter 8? They were taking what Christ gave them in Acts chapter number 1 and trying to begin to finally fulfill what he asked them to do was to take the word of God from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, I would venture to say, I'm not 100% positive, but I would venture to say that we do not have someone in the room that is a Jew or anybody of a Jewish descent. How'd you get the gospel? How'd you get this Bible? You realize you don't get this Bible, and we don't get this Bible if the Jews and the apostles do not do what they did in Acts chapter number eight. They left Jerusalem to preach. The word of God to Judea and Samaria and then begin to venture out. It does not happen if they do not leave Jerusalem. 2,000 years later, we have a Bible. So I ask you a question. Did they shut down the Bible? No. Did they shut down what Jesus was trying to teach? No. no. Because the truth will make us free. Amen. Amen. And that truth that these apostles and these Jewish Christians were trying to get out was the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel, you say? The gospel is this, the death of Jesus the burial of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. That is the gospel 
in a nutshell. And these apostles, these Jewish Christians went about to make sure that everyone knew the word of God. So I ask you this. As a Christian, are you scattering abroad? What do you mean, Brother Trenton? Are you sharing the gospel where you're at? See, I have trouble believing that we would leave our homes afraid of being arrested to go to another town and begin to preach the Bible. You say, why? Because we won't even preach it to our neighbor. We won't even tell our coworker. We won't even tell our, our friend. And we won't even tell our family about the gospel. You know what? I can't make anybody get saved. All I can do is plant the seed, is give the gospel. That is why we hand out those tracts. That is why we give those Bibles out because simply I'm just trying to plant a seed. If I plant 10 seeds, nah, I'll have something come back. But can you imagine if I plant 1,000 seeds, how much would come back? See, what happened was is they began to scatter abroad preaching the Bible. So I, I'm here to tell you that our job as a church, you understand that a church, the church is not necessarily this building. It's you. If you're a born again believer, you are the church. So what are you doing to scatter abroad the gospel message? What am I doing? Uh, I, I look myself in the mirror, make sure I'm doing what I need to do to make sure I keep Nederland from going to hell. By just planting a seed. You know, you're in church today because someone planted a seed in your life at some point. You know what they did? They scattered abroad. Not for fear, but to preach the gospel. So I ask you this. I'm going to be done. I'm going to close. Who needs to hear the gospel today that you know? Say that one more time. Say it a little bit louder. Who needs to hear? Everyone. I'm a Gentile. You know why? You know why most people came to America? For freedom. Amen. For freedom. So they didn't have a government telling them who they can and can't worship. That's the, one of the main reasons why most people came to America was for freedom. But if they don't make that decision, if they don't make that decision in Jerusalem to scatter abroad, we don't have the Bible and the church we have today. If people and godly Christians don't decide to scatter abroad and preach the gospel. Because somebody brought the gospel to you and somebody brought the gospel to me. Who do we 
need to bring the gospel to? Who do we need to bring the gospel to? Let's, I ask you that, I'm going to be done. Let's scatter abroad. Let's scatter abroad. Who is it? Then he's the gospel. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. <coughs> Lord, I pray that you've used me in spite of me. I know, Lord, I know my throat.